0: On your own time, on your own
1: time, on your own time. You like my voice? (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) From from a scale of 1 to 10, from all these great singers you've heard in your life, how how decent is my voice? Be real with me now, too. Be real with me.
0: Well... That's rough because on the scale of all the singers yeah, I've ever heard that's in saying. my life.
1: Yeah. Put me up with the classics, dude. You sang with Stevie Wonder. I I understand.
0: But a one is like the worst that's ever existed. Yeah, the ones like Tristan. Oh, shit, man. I mean, you're talking like. <laughs> I'd say you're I'd say you're halfway there. I'd
1: say you're a five. Wow. wow. When that's you actually good, try right? to sing. You sing I think well. when I, I think when I act well, I think when I actually try to sing, I sing poorly. I think mm-hmm. when I am not trying to sing very well, it's like when I'm just like, in a in a little flow state and singing nicely. If I'm trying, like back in the day when we used to drink heavily, some Carlo Rossi and like sing hard, dude, I would I I have like old videotapes. Or like not even videotapes, like little cell phone videos of us singing. I have this one of me singing to your ex-girlfriend when we were on the couch in our green room at the at the old house in Seattle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was just singing uh, Leanne Womack. Leanne Womack, I hope you dance so hard. So hard. <laughs> it's just so she embarrassing. Into it? No. <laughs> of course not, dude. Yikes.
0: Was she pretending to be into it? uh probably
1: <laughs> why how
0: for, why do you still have this video and how is I it I don't,
1: I don't i don't still have it i just remember seeing oh. it like i've i've come across many videos in my day of just embarrassing seeing <laughs> or worst. like freestyling like brent, our friend brent sent us one last night it was just like him and me, like at a party, just freestyling so hard as if anybody cared, and it was just awful. It was just you two, <laughs> yeah, just going so hard. <laughs> this is the way,
0: like, anytime I'm like really giving it giving it a go with the drinks, how many drinks do you have right now, bro? I see you just sucking Dude, down three. Different- I, got
1: a, I got a water. I got a V8 splash. I got a yerba mate. Are you a Hunter, are you Hunter S. Thompson? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm trying to get my fluids in, dude. Um, any
0: time I'm really giving it a go with alcohol, and somebody pulls out their
1: phone, I don't. I don't. I'm done with that person. <laughs> you have some great. I've been sent when I moved to New York, and you were still like just happening to be around in Seattle and you weren't on tour. People would always just, like, send me videos of you, like, you uh, saying hello. Like, Alan, I'm sending a video to Julian. And, like, you'd be hammer drunk and be like, hello, papito, how are you doing? <laughs> it's just, like, the best, man. I really it gave it, it a go there for a few years. Yeah, you gave it a great go, man. Remember when you were uh, I remember when you were just coming up and you, like, loved? I know it's this has changed significantly since a, a decade of being where you're at. <laughs> But when, and I, and I'm sure I do the exact same thing, which is, uh, you like got pretty, pretty recognizable around Seattle, especially, um, out in like Capitol Hill area. We would go, and we'd be like, dude, and I would, I think I liked, and our friends would like to go out to and just be like, dude, you want to go get recognized, <laughs> <laughs> just create the streets and just like walk around and just like get excited about people who would recognize you, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, How does that feel now? Yeah, it was a blast.
0: Early, early 20s, and yeah. for the better part of 23 years, nobody gives a shit about <laughs> who you are or why you are that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, people are like, yo, dude, push, pull, tear, that's my shit. Push, push, pull, tear, dude, that's my shit. It's just, it's relatively alarming. Like, it's a hard thing to adjust to, people knowing something about you before you've introduced yourself. It's, like, really interesting. And I'm not at all famous compared to human beings. Like, can you imagine being Justin Bieber, bro? Can you imagine being able not to go outside, like not being able to leave a place without being bombarded by humans who just want a piece of you?
1: Yeah, I imagine I would just like, I would be like super saucy for a month. And then I would just be like, oh, this fucking sucks. This is like just awful. Like you wouldn't need to necessarily get
0: Overwhelmed, but it would just completely change your ability to exist. There's something nice about walking into a room and getting to choose your own adventure. Adventure, kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, when people don't know of you and you're able just to introduce yourself and kind of be in that moment, whoever it is you feel you want to be, right? Whether you want to be charismatic whether you want to be relaxed whether you know whereas if you walk into a room if you're bruce willis (laughs) and like people just naturally think you kick holes in aliens chests yeah it's hard not to
1: portray that specific character that you think you should be yeah would you prefer to walk into the green room of a show you had just done with all the people like with the most people that there ever are back there would you rather have enter a room like that obviously knowing that they're there to see you or uh like a party that you like actually don't know anybody at at this point in your life
0: uh yeah i don't uh, probably a party like really? i enjoyed yeah i enjoy just like getting to know people without them having some sort of notion about who i am or what i do whenever i go to shows i'm kind of naturally thinking that or also if i go out like past 11 at night i'm kind of thinking that i'm going to run into somebody that knows me or knows something of me yeah and it kind of like it'd be like you're walking out in the desert feeling like there's a cougar that's checking you out and following you but you don't know where it is or where it's coming from or who's who that person's gonna be I love connecting with people without them having any preconceived notion of who I am because that's, that's a pure experience, it's a pure moment. And on top of that too, it's hilarious like I prefer to connect with people without having anything to know about without knowing anything about them. There's right. plenty of times where I've met people that I'm supposed to know who they are and I don't you know, I'll be introduced to somebody. Oh, this is, oh dude, this is so-and-so from so-and-so and and they do such and such. And I walk into that relate, like that scenario being like, this totally pulls me out of my element. Like I am no longer like curious about this person. I feel like I have to come in and try to gain something from this interaction versus just having a pure experience with another human being. Hey man, where are you from? What are you, oh, what are you into? You know, what's, What makes you tick? I think you can get trapped in the perspective in entertainment of walking into a scenario, meeting somebody who's in the business or does something in the business, and your natural, natural perception in that scenario is to try and gain something from that experience or from that interaction. Like, oh, this guy works in TV. Like, oh, I talk. You know, if I'm funny enough, maybe I'll get a. You know, and that actually just really pulls you out of that presence and that flow state, which is your best set of parameters to begin with so dude just don't tell me what the party is don't tell me what i'm going to don't tell me who's gonna be there don't tell me what to wear just tell just like give me the address i'll show up without any knowledge of the scenario and it'll probably turn out much better than you know hey so this is harvey mcintosh and he works for you know uber and uber's having in every christmas they have a big party if you really woo these people then you can might you might get that private event that private cash that private cash there's no way i'm gonna get that private cash bro i'm gonna walk in there and be like "Oh,
1: oh." ain't no way i'm gonna get that private cash bro when you uh i and I, i i i don't assume i know that that's uh uh, an evolution of yourself, because I'm sure that has, uh, it, you've transitioned into that person who would prefer to walk into a party where you don't know anybody rather than walk into a green room. I've kind of right? always, or
0: really, I've kind of always been that way. I used to really like like going to like our, you know, our friends' parties. Hey, buddy, you got you little come Tintin say hi to, to Uncle Dean? Come on, come say hi to Uncle Dean? Dean.
1: Hey, look, Uncle Dean. Come on now, little tint. He's smiling. Come say hi to Uncle Dean. Hi.
0: You'll say hi into the microphone. Hi, Rudy. Hi. Hi. Say hi, Uncle Dean. Hi, Uncle Dean. <laughs> you can say it louder, buddy. Say hi, Uncle Dean. Hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> hi little Din din. Say, how you been, Uncle Dean? We miss you. Can you say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Yesterday, we were at the park. He said, this is the best day ever. Really? <laughs> this is the best day ever. Can you say that, Tint? Say, this is the best day ever.
1: Are you being shy? We don't got room for shy boys. <laughs> you come back here when you're not being come shy. Come on now, shy boy. When you introduce yourself to a group of people who don't, know who you are yeah do you typically kind of stray away from like like the details of your music career or obviously you are a musician so like the that's inherently what you're gonna just say but do you like sometimes like like to tell people things that aren't who, like being a musician and stuff like that or or like when mm-hmm. you introduce yourself and they don't know anything it just depends on where the conversation goes I just
0: i want to attempt to let the conversation flow naturally i don't want to put too much of my you know own inertia into a inertia into a a dialogue yeah i get no joy out of talking about my accomplishments listening your resume without (laughs) yeah unless unless i one because i don't have a ton of them but also you know uh It's just, there's no, there's no conversation. You know, if if at moments I can bring in, oh, I had this experience one time doing X. Right. And it connects to what we're attempting to try and talk about. I want to have fun, interesting conversations. I like, I like people who can play catch, you know, and can volley in conversation. Like when you toss something, they can toss it right back. And there's, there's not a ton of people who are able to do that. Honestly, it's, it's funny uh, with humor. Like, humor's my favorite asset and, right. like, my favorite club in my golf bag.
1: Right.
0: And there's only so many people who are really fluent in it and, like, really able to catch it and throw it back. Yeah, And uh, totally, man. It's funny how few people there are that can actually do that. They, like, have the capability of taking something with a sense of humor and then throwing, you know, hitting that badminton birdie over the net back to you that's my
1: favorite interactions yeah sometimes Um, it just takes a little bit more time to be with somebody to because I've been surprised by people that I've met before and had a first impression of and then come back and been like oh my god you're just like you're so much you're so much more charismatic and fun mm -hmm. and silly than (laughs) you were the first time I met you you know so I don't I don't I don't try to try to judge that stuff on the first time I meet somebody because it's easy to do that and be like I don't want to hang out with that person again Uh, right then sometimes they're great. Like the people you said, you just uh, used the analogy of your golf bag and we went golfing recently with those two like golf pros and immediately we were like, dude, these guys are going to be fucking chumps. Oh, these dude. guys are going to hate us. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to hate us and they were awesome. The best. they were the best. And they were volleying the whole day with us, man. Like almost, almost beating us up with it, dude. It was awesome. Like one of the greatest
0: languages or um, dialects that men have is talking shit. Yeah. That, that's like my favorite thing to do is just like get around, do some grab assing and talk some shit. Yeah. And yeah, just to fill everybody in who's listening, we I had the opportunity to play a gig uh in New Jersey this what was it, last weekend. Yeah. Uh, for a um a benefit this PGA pro golfer named Morgan Hoffman. Uh he was diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. I think two years ago and so he started a foundation to raise money to cultivate this healing center and he does this incredible golf open in new jersey um in paramus new jersey paramus paramus, or paramus.
1: I, don't, I, who, I don't know honestly yeah.
0: and uh he he invited your bo- your uncle al to come and play some tunes to, brought me out of retirement come uh, play some tunage and and then let me golf it was like all these really great golfers there Doc Rivers was there. Yeah. Uh um Eddie Hernandez, who has the that's who we golf with. He had the, he has the longest drive, the uh, world record for the longest drive, 480 yards. God,
1: damn, dude. Talk about it, man. Dude, that I, was couldn't, crazy.
0: I couldn't roller skate that long without like needing <laughs> no. a water break.
1: Yeah. It's insane.
0: <laughs> and uh Julian and I, Julian came along. He came up from New York and uh Ryan Bairdros was there, my tour manager. And uh, we went out golfing and they put us with Eddie Hernandez, the, like a legitimate pro golfer. And then Alindo <laughs> Mari, who's used to kick for, I don't know how many seasons he played in the NFL, but incredible kicker athlete. And uh, God, we rolled up to the pin just like, you know,
1: it was like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, It's like <laughs> six o'clock in the morning.
0: <laughs> we were rough. We haven't showered. We, I got a polo on the first time <laughs> I've ever worn a polo <laughs> in my life. <laughs> And the way that these guys looked at us, just like, are you? How did we get paired up with these knuckleheads? Yeah. And then, sure enough, dude, like three holes into it, we were hooting and hollering and laughing our butts off. Yeah. And uh, and and honestly, bro, if if I would have came into that scenario and somebody would have filled me in. On who those people were,
1: yeah, yeah it would right. have been
0: a different experience. If right. some, if I would have came in, they were like, "Hey, here's the deal." Okay, so in nineteen, you know, two thousand and eight, and then in two thousand and nine, they were awarded. You know, if they, if I would have came in with just like, "Oh, this is a really important person," yeah. what am I doing here? I'm constantly right. like, "What am I doing here?" Right, right. It would have, I think, completely changed the outcome of that experience. And the the outcome of the experience was we. Had a great time golf, golfing eighteen holes with a bunch of guys we never would have hung out with before in our life. Yeah, and at the end of it, we're all hanging out, exchanging info. Hey man, when you come down to Florida, let's hang out. If either of us would have known going into that experience, like, hey, oh, hey man, you know that you know who this is, right? Yeah. it would just be weird. We, when, we, we've had guests on the podcast before, and the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to do too much research about this person. Yeah, I want to know like you know, the, the, the 40,000 foot view of who this person, what, what industry they're in, maybe what interests they kind of have, but like, I don't want to know everything that takes away from the joy of actually getting to know someone, the, the, the journey of making a friend. That's the totally. best part about meeting new people is like learning all about them. Yeah. And if you go into the situation, feeling like, you know, something about that person, it's, I've, I've had it work to my advantage in times, but I think if I were to go between one or the other, my favorite is just to meet somebody randomly, find out that like, oh my God, like you're the man, you're the lady, you are the, totally. you are they yeah i think that's the <laughs>
1: that's it correct you bro. did it you hit it, you hit, it. You hit it on the head there you know hold them, dude hit all, Got them. all them bases baby there's home like home. 12 more dude is there so a I, who knows um yeah i i agree man i think like the uh experiencing life through that kind of discovery of like not really knowing what you're getting yourself into i i certainly had it just coming out there i was like oh cool we're going to this like country club hoity toity you came out wearing your (laughs) polo shirt i was like you look like such an asshole this is gonna be ridiculous (laughs) we pull up on the dudes and we're just like okay cool like yeah they're pros like we're at this you know uh, apparently beautiful golf course like i i just assume that all golf courses are kind of just like beautiful and whatever i don't know what i'm getting myself into i have no reference for any of this stuff and um you know then they start telling us who they are and then like Two holes in, we're like watch. We're, we're watching golf happen in like, in its finest w- in its finest way. Like we're mm. seeing. It's like we're getting to experience it through this guy Eddie, who's like, every time he hit a golf ball, I'm it sorry. was like the most satisfying thing <laughs> that could ever happen. i was just like, just, just just the sound. You can like close your eyes and just be like, oh my god. Yeah, it was like so nice to hear and <laughs> Dude, then it- watching it. Oh yeah.
0: It was, it was like, I'm trying to equate it to like what else it would be. It would be like
1: a chef who, like a Michelin star chef slicing vegetables or do you know this is like putting like fondue like over like a like a creme brulee of sorts just Uh. like washing down and watching it drizzle and it's it's so good dude it was so satisfying and 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 you know the guys were just so cool and then he and then you know we discover that he's like the the longest driver in the world and it's like whoa, whoa well i guess that makes sense that tracks because you just hit a hole in one on a far five and then it's just like i'm i'm asking him like you know we're cruising around on our golf carts and i'm like is this a nice golf course he's just like oh yeah dude this is like one of the nicest and i'm like oh my god like how privileged am i like i'm not even playing i don't even know why i'm here (laughs) like this is crazy it's kind of the, the coolest part about what we get
0: the thrill of doing Is that we find ourselves in situations where that happened? I mean, that happens pre-pandemic. That happened a lot more frequently than yeah. Than I could you know take credit for. Where I would find myself in a situation where I'm just like, God, this is way cooler than I've ever been. (laughs) This is like I don't belong here. Oh yeah, this is sick, dude, bro. Hey, Casamigos sponsored the party bro yeah
1: they were just yeah. handing it out like it was oh, yeah. in they coca-cola a during the vietnam war yeah i had a couple cuties walking around just like passing out tequila sunrises your boy alan took like 19 of them i got I made him i got strong-armed, <laughs> I got strong-armed.
0: My two, two beautiful young women in sundresses just walking around with Hi. fruity tequila <laughs> Well, what, what are you gonna do what are you yeah.
1: gonna do it was cool man it was a cool uh, it was a cool experience and honestly for me man like more than anything you know you're saying that like there's a lot of opportunities pre-pandemic for you to get to experience that kind of thing and like you know what you're getting yourself into the cool thing for me being your best friend is that like i i don't have any real reason to be at these things outside of just being associated with you so it's just like exceptionally cool and interesting because i actually don't have to do anything and i just get to like really develop like because those guys are actually just as cool towards me as they are towards you and it's just like there's no like meritocracy here we're not like you know you're you were meant to be this celebrity golfer no, guest no, there.
0: <laughs> I, I get your point like you're just getting to quote unquote like ride the coattails or something somebody might put it that way but that's not the case like it is a meritocracy if you were lame yeah and you were in that scenario you couldn't hang and you couldn't toss shit and catch it and throw it back then very quickly you would find that that situation was would have turned out completely differently and a lot of people don't have that ability a lot of people don't have the ability yeah I don't know I mean there's some people just a little bit more introverted there's some people who didn't grow up in that way I think that Growing up the way I did, I played sports and uh, was a, was around uh, men a lot and in those type of situations that I'm very comfortable in that scenario. I'm very comfortable like just grab assing and talking shit, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people who have trauma from that, you know, because the, the people who growing up when they were getting shit tossed at them, they didn't understand that if you just caught it and chucked it back, you'd be fine they just caught it they would just catch it and be like i don't know what to do with this i think i'm going to take it home to my bedroom and write a song you know like i think specifically with certain certain groups certain type of men specifically men women can do it as well but i think it's more frequently um expressed in groups of men not everybody's comfortable in that scenario and so it is relatively a meritocracy you involved in that group of people it could have been completely different you you could have left that whole day being like those guys were kind of rude man it's like no bro they're just that's that's how you that's how you compliment men in oh
1: fucking look at this pussy you know and whatever it's like your social cues are off you're not going to pick that up
0: Exactly. If you're if if you've not experienced that and you haven't jumped into the fire and tried to dance, you're it's you're gonna get burnt a little bit, and you're only gonna get burnt because you allow yourself to get burnt, right? Like in in reality, it's it's just a joke. Everybody's just dicking around, you know? Right, right. But that's
1: learned behavior. Yeah, it is.
0: It is for sure learned behavior. And luckily, you and I have experienced enough social interaction that we can we can hang in those scenarios you know, I can also hang in, we can also both hang in really like introspective, personal arenas as well. Yeah. And I think, you know,
1: I pretty I, much were fucking awesome, dude.
0: Well, no, I mean, we're terrible people. Like we <laughs> yeah, are beyond we are. terrible people, but <laughs> we've luckily been able to like force, we've been forced into enough social interactions that we can kind of like, we speak a lot of dialect in, in human interaction. And, uh, and that's a privilege, you know, it's like, yeah, it, it, I think it ultimately is a probably the best asset somebody can have it, you know, when you totally, can, man. when you can walk into a room and become friends with anybody in that room, you can make anybody in that room feel comfortable with you and want to hang out with you again. Like that's better than, I mean, I, I wish I knew numbers better. I wish I knew how to like rig the stock market. Like, I feel like that would work out yeah. to my benefit, Yeah, but Being able to hang out with anybody and 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 interact with anybody and and find the best parts of anybody is that's got to be top five. It's got to be like in the top five of like human abilities.
1: Yeah, I think you know our friend Tyler said it the the best man when he came over. Tyler Davis when he came and helped us with the Valentine's banquet and he was you know we were like man we're really sorry we can't like you know pay you what you're like used to getting paid like you know this we just we're so grateful to have you and like you've been such a humongous asset for us this is like we want to do something really nice for you and you know we couldn't sing his praises enough and he was just like guys like your friendship and the conversations and like the experience that I've had being able to just like shoot the shit with you is is the entire currency in and of itself that I needed from you guys to like make this completely worthwhile and that was what it was it's like it is a currency you know yeah. in and of itself like to be able to crunch numbers and to be good at the stock markets is great if you're good at it and if and and even better if you enjoy it but you know for a couple couple artsy fartsy dudes like ourselves our currency really is our personality and like the skill set that we have behind what we're able to bring to a relationship and that's awesome man like i wouldn't trade that for the world
0: yeah i think it it's uh it's funny because for a long i didn't go to college you didn't go to college and Mm -hmm. for a long time i would make it a point to really describe that to people and make sure they knew i didn't go to college and like almost as a in an attempt to rip college right right like oh you don't need it you don't you know And then I hung out with a bunch of people who had gone to college and had, uh, through that experience, made some of the greatest friendships ever. And to me, what you learn the most from those scenarios is not your test scores. It's not like how well you can remember facts about the Boston Tea Party. It's coexisting within a amalgamation of social interaction, and having friendships with a bunch of different types of people. And I think that's the most important. I would encourage anybody to jump, whether it's the military, whether it's college, whether it's junior college, place yourself in scenarios where you're forced to coexist with other people and work with that group of people to figure out a solution. It's almost like when you go to college, you're not, it's not necessarily the degree. Cause even though it is really great to have a degree at the end of college, you, I mean, nowadays with what it takes to get a job in the United States, like you're going to college for four years and then you got to go get a master's degree. And so it's not necessarily the certificate as much to me as it is the personal relationships that you gain through that experience, yeah. the networking that happens like the deeply rooted networking. And I think too, like the first five, six years that you're out of the house, like if you're raised in a home where you were lucky enough to live at home for 18 years and have like a good home system and network, those first like five or six years after you graduate and leave the house are some of the most important, pivotal Days of your life, like the relationships that I've made, that I made in those years, I still have to this day. they are some of the most important people that I'll ever have in my life. I still keep in contact with those types with those people. and I, I don't know if it's just leaving the nest and being on your own and learning the world for yourself without the protection of your family, what it is, but and I, and I was able to even find that without having to go to college, really. you know like I just found a group of friends that, that were my family. Um, but it's interesting how those years are so like, even thinking back to them, I think about the, the most like pivotal years of my life. And I, I would, I will always go back to like twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, 22, 23, 24, mm-hmm. right. When I kind of just like left my nest, you know, my mm-hmm. comfort zone, my parents, my like friends that i had grown up with since
1: grade school. Yeah. yeah it's, it's wild. Yeah. I mean, uh, I want to make a correction here because I went to community college for like nine years, dude, <laughs> like never finished. Van it Wilder. Yeah, it was awful. But uh, to make it like, just to play devil's advocate, like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I, 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 I only went that long cause I really didn't like it. And it was like, you know, a city college that like, not even a city college, a community college that, mm. You know I wasn't feeling inspired by it all, and the really the only place that I did have i and I think mostly probably because I had a community uh, with my friends the same time that you mm. had yours going and it was just like, wow, like the thing that you're speaking to was uh where i where I found my happiness and my joy and my inspiration from mm. and being in college was just like cool I can sit here and learn like we know some friends who like you know, the offbeat crew that, that shoot some of your music videos and your junk jams videos. And, um, a lot of the things that you've done, uh, you know, those guys all met at like film school. And that is like, what a, what a beautiful place to meet and become friends and to, you know, melt the minds and to, and to be a part of a community of like-minded people who you can come, come together with and like create with. But we had that in our, in our friendship group. So getting to, uh, to like go, go to, you know, community college or to, to, to just go against your point was, was awful. <laughs> it was the worst. Well,
0: it, it, community college can serve a purpose, like of course it can, just like yeah. anything else. But, you know, I think specifically in those first five to six years that you set sail from whatever comfort zone you're in, like for me, it was leaving Chula, Spokane, like, getting out and going away, like far enough away from my folks that if a legitimate emergency happened, I had to wait a little while before they could come rescue me. Yeah, But it was also like nobody, you know, moving that far away, like nobody knew me, right? So I could like cultivate this person the way that I wanted to express that person. I didn't have to be... Alan Stone that had grown up in Chuela, Washington and raised in the church and went to Jenkins High. Like I didn't have to be that specific human anymore. I could go to another place. And it's almost like you reinvent yourself. Like you have the intention of reinventing yourself. And if, and that kind of circles back to interactions now as an adult, like you want to go into an interaction without having some sort of formation of who that person is. You know, I don't like, I hate when, I hate gossip. I hate people talking about people mm-hmm. when they're not around. I think simply because it just informs me of that person without that person having the opportunity to inform me of who they are. Like, I think in, in times it's good to know like, Hey, so just to let you know, you kind of you're hanging out with so-and-so this yeah, has happened before. Yeah, like, right. it's good to know certain things about people, but I don't like to know too much. I don't like to be informed too much because I get such a joy out of meeting new folk. I get such a joy out of finding out new things about human beings that I didn't know before. And if I learn too much about somebody previously to learning about somebody,
1: my natural inclination is just to be like, Oh, I know this guy. I got this guy figured out,
0: you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally, man. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, you're preaching to the choir, man. I love, I even, I even love assholes, you know, I I like to meet them and be fascinated by why they are like mm. an asshole, you know, like what's, what's, what's going on with you? Like what's making you tick and, you know, breaking that stuff down with people and being, and like really being kind and compassionate to people and like talking and opening up with people and seeing like what they're, where they're coming from. Everybody's got something going on, man. It's, and it's interesting if you let them express it.
0: Yeah. It's, I I haven't met, like, it's funny you say, like, I enjoy coming across and just hanging out with assholes. Hmm. It's been a while since I've genuinely met. And I guess the description of asshole to me is like, I, sure, I know plenty of humans <clears throat> who've done terrible things. Right. And they've either been creepy or they've either been, you know, they haven't been a gentleman. Uh, plenty of ways that you can become an asshole or be an asshole you know there's there's definitely people in the tradition of human life that are legitimately just like dicks yeah and i haven't met one
1: in a while well i haven't just like I come think- across one that was just like jesus dude you are a dick <laughs> yeah well i think i think i mean i think that because of the nature of what you do you're coming across people typically in your life that are happy and like joyous, even if they mm. are inherently a dick, they're expressing their best selves around you because, you know, when you're meeting the majority of the people that you meet, you're, you're meeting them like in these experiences where you potentially have like played for them and they're coming to see you and they're like i love you man this is the greatest like let me tell you about the one time i heard you play push pull tear back in 2011 dude i was with my first girlfriend we kissed oh my god it was it's just like they're, they're giving their best self to you and and that's not always the case you're seeing people in different situations like we talked about earlier in this podcast where they don't know anything about you but you're you're choosing to to put yourself especially now at your age and and where you're at in your life you're putting yourself in environments where they're not going to be that kind of person for me why i even made that comment is because you know i've i've worked in in the bar industry for a long time uh, so yeah. i'm i'm like around people who i wouldn't choo- be choosing to be right. around otherwise and so i see a lot of that and a lot of like you know and i've worked at so many just like shitty douchey sports bars because it it was like the right place for me to work because I could do whatever I wanted and just make a bunch of money. And so those places foster those places fostered a type of person that are, you know, just like an asshole isn't even the right word. It's just more like just insecure. But through insecurity, there can there can be uh, like the behavior of kind of being a prick sometimes. Right. Um, so I saw that a lot. And 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 just to the point that I was making, you know, it's it's interesting because you break it down. Why, like somebody comes in and is just you know puffing their chest and acting like a jerk, kind of talking to girls a certain way or whatever, and I typically associate it with dudes because you know girls don't have the same thing. I mean, girls can definitely be bitchy as fuck and be like, "Jesus, dude, like what's your problem?" Um, but I saw it more uh, in 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 the male in the males that were coming in, and I would always just be fascinated, man. And it typically yeah. just comes down to like this insecurity, you know. That it's always that a funny. I-,
0: I always find it incredibly interesting when insecurities present themselves in that way. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that's worked out in a, in a positive manner for you before, because essentially your personality has just been reinforced. You tried something at some point in your life, or maybe you learned it from somebody you looked up to, or you'd been around a long, long enough. And that way you interacted with humans, like worked out in your advantage or else you would have just ditched it, you know? And so totally, I'm always shocked at people who, like, treat their employees like shit. Like, I've been around people before that I was blown away by, like, how has this gotten a positive execution of what you actually want done? The yeah. Like, treating somebody the way you're treating them right now. Because you had to have left that moment going, oh, the way that I just acted actually righted the course. I was upset at something, or maybe insecure, whatever, but... You know, typically when somebody's acting like a "quote unquote" asshole, it's like something has happened. They want to change the course of that action, and so they're an asshole. But rarely do I ever see it working out like the way that they want it to work out. Totally, it's like a it's not effective. Of, it's not effective at all, and so it, yeah. to me, it blows my mind when I see people continuing like deep into their sixties, fifties, sixties. I see people who are just assholes. You go and watch a Star Wars movie, right? And you're like, wow, how have they created this world? Like, how did they even think to create Jar Jar Binks and all these characters in Star Wars, right? That same perplexity hits me when I see somebody who has managed to live deep into their 50s, 60s. I'm thinking of a specific person right now. So I you know somebody. I know somebody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, how... How has reality been torn from your existence so deeply that you feel the way you're treating another human being right now is effective? I I think it's maybe empathy, whatever the emotion is that we have as human beings to where we can read somebody Without them speaking it, I, I can know. I know that Julian's sad before Julian tells me. I know that
1: Julian's I'm anxious. you fucking crying like a baby back bitch, dude. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to know too much. No,
0: no, no. But there's like, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah, when yeah. you enter a room and you're like, what's going on here? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And there are human beings who don't have that sense. They don't have the ability to walk into a room and the entire room be thinking the same thing, but speaking something different and them
1: not notice it and that kind of shocks me
0: uh whenever you, i
1: see it do you think it has something to do with um proving oneself like for this person example i mean we obviously can't speak to it because these these are different people that we're thinking of but like w- it c- could it be associated or tied to like the this uh notion of trying to prove yourself like and or not having proved themselves yet
0: yeah i don't know like, it continues to baffle me to this day when I see people treat others not well. Yeah. And it's either they don't understand it and they don't hear it. So, like, they're feeling a specific way. This happens to me with my with Taz all the time where, like, I will say something. The emotion I'm feeling while saying it is not a negative emotion. I'm just right. saying a word. You know, I'm just saying a phrase. I'm just interacting in a certain guise. And then I'll like randomly see that interaction in a iPhone video or something. And I'll be like, geez, I sound like an asshole. Yeah. And in that moment, I wasn't attempting to be one at all. There was no amplification of any emotion right. within that phrase. It just came out sounding really terrible. Right. It's either that, that's either happening, or it could be a combination of both. One would be they've just been so coddled i'm thinking of a specific person of course yeah yeah um but i think it can happen in a lot of people's lives it's like they've been coddled enough or they've experienced a world like that enough that when it collides with another person's world who's like gentle and kind and considerate you're you're baffled i think we land on the like the kind considerate compassionate plane but there's people's whose their entire orbit is just negativity It's nothing is good. Totally. Everything is like that's how they express themselves. They express themselves and they find their way in the world by just talking shit about everything. You know, it makes sense.
1: And I think that it doesn't make that much. It doesn't make sense because ultimately like they like their life is – is 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 a product of what they're speaking into existence. So like they're complaining and they're negative. And then as a result of that, their life is also is it has become negative and like they're you know they're they're troubled and things are happening poorly for them and, and it's just like, well, why do you think that's happening, man? Change your fucking attitude and you're gonna be better. But people don't know how to do that. Yeah, they've just been doing it for so long, or I mean, they were raised in a home where
0: both of their parents were like just super negative. They were raised in a super negative orbit, you know, and that can totally happen. And you don't even, you don't even understand it. You don't even comprehend that that's how you're interacting with the world. Yeah. I think uh, ultimately their life would probably benefit from not perceiving the world around them like that, not interacting with the world around them like that. Um, but you know, ultimately like it's a, it's a shorter fall from being pissed off than it is looking at the world through yeah. rose covered glasses yeah. i mean T- totally I, i've done done that but i still do that all the time I, I intentionally don't get excited about things because i just never think that anything is gonna is good is gonna come from this specifically with like my career yeah. i do my best not to get See. excited about anything because always like it's never what what i think it's you gonna be it to be like, you know which is like Expect it's expectation versus like joy, I guess, which I think can be two different things, like expecting something from a scenario or just being joyful that it's going to take place. Yeah. And I think learning to separate those is really a positive thing. But for people who live in a negative, well, I've said this word a million times, but negative orbit, it's not a far fall. Yeah. <laughs> like reality doesn't hurt as much because you're just kind of constantly like, you're a bottom feeder, you're a halibut, yeah. you know, and that that makes sense. I've 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 can completely understand why human beings would do that, but I think ultimately the high vibration man is
1: much better. That's what I like
0: better. I uh, isn't it I, odd how you can do like you can do a Jamaican accent and get away with it, but you can't. But there's can other. You? I don't you can... I well, think, I think so. I... Like I see, like if you're Caucasian, I think Jamaican's like safe.
1: Jamaican me crazy. Jamaican and probably um, not maybe not we're done dude we're done i used the word tribe in our last podcast that you weren't even a part of and i got some i got some slack for it somebody was like i'm cringing at the fact that two white people are using the word tribe as to reference their friendship and i was just like well i'm ecuadorian so fuck yourself yeah just (laughs) don't don't read comments that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's really the takeaway from (laughs) it just like yeah (laughs)
0: people just say stuff. Well, that's yeah, right? That's another thing about the way we tend to interact now. Like if you go out in public, 80% of the people that are literally out in a room full of people are on their phone interacting via text. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't convey dialect via text very well. Like you can't convey intention, you can't inv- yeah. convey emotion, you can't. And that's what literally all of us are discussing heavy topics doing like that person could have been like this oh i'm cringing at that you two yeah. white guys right, saying right, right. or they could right. be like oh i am ah. cringing you know like you have no yeah. idea yeah and if you were in the same room as
1: them you might have some you know like a better understanding of what they're actually meaning it's tough. I don't even I don't even know like how I come across. I'm pretty like grammatically correct, I suppose, with my text messages. Mm-hmm. So like I don't know if they come across with humor unless I'm like articulating like exactly what I'm trying to say, like literally. Mm-hmm. So do 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 we share funny texts? Like I don't even know how I come yeah, across but that. Much. We have our
0: own we have our own dialogue. Excuse me, yeah. dialect. Yeah. We like yeah. what is funny to us would never be funny. And, you know, when we talk the way when we hang out taz is just like how are you guys thinking you're funny like, nothing you say is funny it's just us making little sounds you're just like yeah.
1: you know stupid like
0: idiot boy stuff yeah and talking about and she laughs she laughs she laughs i think she, she laughs out it. of pity or just like a, a lot of the, this happens a lot too like just laughing at other people laughing Right. You know, <laughs> yeah, like you get caught yeah. up in that wave and you can just yeah. laugh at other like I don't know what you if are finding funny, but you're finding it funny and there's <laughs> a vibration <laughs> here and I'm just going to jump on the trampoline.
1: Yeah. Laughing's <piss> <Korea> the best, man. Oh, it's the best. Belly laughing. God, dude. Literally nothing, nothing
0: better. Nothing better.
1: That is the currency of life.
0: Yeah, belly laughter. The, it's the best. Do you think that humans have always laughed? Cuz humor to me is is a one of the best human capabilities towards dealing with the darkness of life. Like if right. you can make fun of something and laugh right. about it, it no longer holds the power that it used to. Right, you right. can laugh at yourself, not take yourself seriously. Your life is ultimately better. So do you think that we developed that? Like we obviously developed
1: the written word. We developed language. We developed yeah. No, you know? I think that's why it's so beautiful. I think it's, I mean, and who, who am I to say anything, but my theory, my, my, my 10 second theory is that, uh, <laughs> is that, uh, uh, it, it is just an inherent trait in, in human beings from, cause like, you know, you look at a, a newborn child, well, maybe not a newborn. So you think it's like sleeping almost? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, you know, you, you don't need, Like you can be tickled and start laughing, but is that like is that laughter because you're, it's funny or is that, mm. la- cause I I laugh as like it, in replacement of crying when I'm getting tickled because I feel so much like, Oh my God, I like, because uh, mm. my brothers used to do it to me, but like, but still laughter. Like, and when you're a baby, right? Like when Rudy was six months old and his as soon as he could like express an emotion, it was laughter. Not necessarily. Well, maybe because we were trying to be funny, like doing little dances and trying to be like big bears around him or something like that. But,
0: yeah, but he, I don't know. he didn't develop that until, like, the first time I ever heard him laugh. So I'll remember it till the day I die. Taz sent me a video of him <laughs> looking <laughs> at Ricky.
1: <laughs> like, for folks I who don't remember, know Ricky, I, I,
0: have an, I have an English bulldog named Ricky, yeah. and she is the most peculiar-looking creature that has ever walked the globe. <laughs> yeah, Bulldogs, they're adorable. Me and my wife, we love flat-nosed animals, but Ricky, she looks like... I'm going to put a nice picture up on do the, it. on the, on the a, YouTube video if a seal like what are those elephant seals elephant seals is that that's what I call they got the big uh, long snout
1: uh yeah I don't yeah, that's what Ricky looks that. like let's go with that
0: Ricky <laughs> yeah. looks like an elephant seal. if you could throw up a picture of Ricky I will and then an yeah. elephant seal you will know and a pig if a pig and an elephant
1: seal had yeah. a baby and then would, you just like and then you just like like put a like a warm frying pan on her face and like just pressed it up against her for like a good 14 minutes until it just stuck.
0: Yeah, what did I hear recently that was super funny? He's like, you look like you did a hundred yard dash in a 20
1: yard room. (laughs) That's awesome. Ricky, Ricky looks like that.
0: Ricky looks like she did a hundred yard dash in a 15 yard room <laughs> 12 dude yeah she and is, uh, uh the, the yeah the first so the first time i ever heard rudy laugh was but he, w- he must have been eight months like mm-hmm. i would need to go back and check that video but he was sitting upright i remember yeah. he was sitting upright he was and he may not have been crawling but at least his head was strong enough for him to keep his head up he might have laughed before that, but I don't remember hearing like a proper belly laugh. Like he was, I mean, like he was proper, like
1: <laughs> looking at Ricky, just pointing at Ricky. Yeah, right, you know? right. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I feel like it's his. But he was crying I, since day one. So I guess that's
0: my mm. point. That's that's my devil's advocate of what you're saying is that that right. sleep is day one. Nursing right. is day one. Eating is day one. Crying is day one. Laughing is like... I don't think laughing is at least for Rudy. It wasn't
1: day one. It was. It took some time. Do you think there's? Do you think there's one person in the history of time that went their whole entire lives without laughing once? Oh my god! <laughs> my god. I mean, fuck, maybe yeah. Really? That's well. well that just goes to the that goes to your ten second theory then. Well, no.
0: I guess my perspective is is I think potentially laughter has been developed through human uh-huh. conditioning, like yeah. So like cavemen were just like sitting there. Like I don't just, think cavemen were laughing. Yeah, I don't think like early human was laughing. I think that Dude, I would hate he, to be that. I think that laughing, and I am literally I have no knowledge of the reality of this. I'm just literally guessing, but it makes sense to me that humans would have developed laughing like they developed reading or language right yeah like we yeah. couldn't communicate at some point in human history
1: i feel other like the than... caveman was just like socking his friend in the face and it was just like <laughs> <laughs> <I don't> know, <laughs> and then the other guy like farted dude a fart has to always be funny a fart has been funny <laughs> yeah. since prehistoric times
0: but i guess you know like chimps chimps <laughs> seem to laugh don't they chimps seem to have like a little giggle they
1: must <laughs> I'm trying to think I went to the zoo recently I mean I've never I don't I don't think I've ever seen I think I've seen them like, <laughs> ha, 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 you know ha, ha, like they have like ha, yeah. Ha. It seems,
0: yeah, yeah, it seems yeah. it seems to be some sort of guttural reaction to things that are silly so maybe laughing yeah maybe laughing is an innate human characteristic but it's just developed later like walking you know or like picking things up right it's a we have a natural tendency towards laughing or towards i have friends who are terrified of spiders and i'm like what happened yeah and they're like nothing what what why are you afraid of spiders then they watched arachnophobia dude I, it wasn't that It was just like i just don't like them i have an innate fear of same with rats like i've never yeah. had a bad experience with a rat but if a rat came in this room right now i would jump on yeah. this desk pants i would yeah. shit my pants I'd be like, yeah. yeah and yeah i think that that's ha- that has to do with some sort of like cell memory of sorts like our ancestors must have passed that down
1: so then what was the first thing that somebody laughed at Like, what was the first development of laughter? Do you think it was even funny? Like, do you think? Do you think? I mean, I bet it was. I bet it was some human.
0: I guess I'm just thinking back onto what (laughs) time and because we probably didn't didn't have we probably didn't have language when we first started laughing. Of
1: course not. No, hell no.
0: So I bet it was some sort of physical thing. Like somebody fell. Somebody like still to this day, watching another person get hurt. Even though you can be like, oh, but right. if you know they're not, like, legitimately hurt.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. A yeah.
0: Perfect example. To this day, funniest thing ever. Old man getting hit in the nuts
1: by a young kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing is yeah. funnier yeah, those than are all a little winners kid of home videos.
0: swinging a wiffle bat, hitting oh, yeah. Uncle Ted and the skin laugh
1: kid. The uh, oh, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah.
0: I would imagine that the first laugh had to do something with
1: that. Yeah, like, pain. somebody hurting themselves. Getting hurt but not getting hurt, if that makes sense. Yeah. Just like, do you think they laughed at themselves, or do you think and that's what prompted the laughter? Or do you think they got laughed at? I think they got laughed at because I don't well that would that would like imply learned behavior then because like I think it would just have to come from something. Because if you're laughing at something then it's just like how would you know to laugh? Just because it's, you know? a, it's a guttural reaction. It of- just has to happen. Well then it has to ha- well then like then it's not learned. No, or so what I'm is- saying is like laughter is
0: our ability to cope with the world. Yeah, and so in a scenario where somebody like it happens, we see it all the time when somebody when something happens to somebody that you know hurts, but it doesn't actually like hurt them. Does that make sense? Like not.
1: Yeah, sure. yeah no, like, I know. I mean, there's television shows like that are called like fucking broke. Or oh, dude, you like seen that. Wipeout? yeah that's the best dude. it's the best remember mxc <laughs> Donk. i don't remember that one. Oh, it was on spike tv
0: bro it's like this they <laughs> took all it these on all night long they took all these japanese this japanese game show called mxc like most extreme elimination uh-huh mxc mx yeah oh, most extreme elimination I, I think competition yeah, yeah. but they overdubbed it like i don't know who the comedians were that overdubbed it but they were so on point bro really yeah, the overdubbing was the best part of it. It was it was brilliant. It was on for like 11 seasons. I never missed an episode. <laughs> no, you Scouts, watched everyone. Scouts on her, dude. Scouts on. And uh. these people would get hurt so bad. Like, I don't know what waivers <laughs> they're giving contestants in Japan. It might have been Korea. I think it was Japan. Yeah, Whatever they were signing was, we have no accountability for what's about to happen because these people got rocked dog and Damn. every once in a while you're just like oh dude that, that person's like gotta be broken like something's broke on them but yeah. most of the time you're like that's not gonna you know it's padded like everything's right, padded right. they're falling in water they're falling in, in gelatin they're getting hit yeah. by rubber balls whatever never have i laughed harder in my life than seeing that happen and i think what it is is laughter traditionally to me means our way of dealing with the pains of life like yeah the first laugh to me what makes sense in my mind obviously i'm talking out of the side of my mouth because i really <laughs> have any idea what i'm talking no about
1: caveats here dude no caveats you
0: seeing and knowing in an instant that somebody's not actually hurt
1: and laughing about it yeah isn't that interesting though like just on how like like the reception of uh of an instance of like Anything that happens, like how we can perceive it as hilarious or traumatic based on the outcome of mm. it with the same exact thing. Like if somebody falls and like severely hurts themselves, it can be traumatic. If somebody falls the exact same way and just like happens to not hurt themselves and gets back up mm. and like giggles, it's just like that's hilarious. And that's so strange how our brains are wired to kind of but so, i don't i don't know i mean some people can't watch the i mean there's certain like skater shows where they're like epic failing and you watch them and like you know some of them are kind of funny but like a lot of them are kind That's of sweet. hard to watch because you're like yeah yikes dude like, that doesn't feel good yeah but it is interesting that you know you can perceive something the same way just based on the outcome having a different having a different uh reaction to it completely Um, And laugh and it's interesting that like either like laughter can be one of them, belly laughter or complete traumatic shock. Totally. And this
0: literally the same exact thing can happen to two separate people and they can receive it in two completely different ways. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, that's bonkers. It kind of goes to show you that you can you most likely can be bigger than your trauma. Like some people. Whose stories are insane? Yeah, the, the the homes they were raised in and the obstacles that they had to traverse growing up, and now they look back on it and they are thankful for it. They're like, yeah, it was right. crazy, but it like it made me who I am. Other people are paralyzed by yeah. by by less, way yeah. less. Like we live yeah. in a day and age where people can be paralyzed and claim victimhood for some of the most ridiculous shit ever. Right. But ultimately, like, it's their right to perceive the worst thing that's ever happened to them as being the worst thing that's ever happened to them. Like, we're kind of all subjective to our experiences. And it, that is super interesting and wild to think that literally the same exact thing. You have you ever seen like these shows, these game shows where people wear a blindfold and like they have to put their hand in this box oh, yeah. and like uh-huh. it's like jello yeah. pudding or something, or it's like a yeah yeah and they'll just
1: ah! yeah <laughs> you know yeah yeah totally
0: <laughs> and they take the the blindfold off and like oh my god like I've, that seems that. to happen in so many ways
1: yeah like, it's crazy it's, i mean it, it it goes back it's like i was even i went to this uh high-rise building out here this big skyscraper that just got built out here in hudson yards in manhattan and there's this new top deck called the edge um and I don't know how many floors up it is of 190,000. I don't know. It's fucking high as shit, dude. It's up on the top. It's like a new, a new, uh, attraction in New York. Mm-hmm. My friend was in town and he took me, um, shout out Michael Silverblatt. Um, and, uh, and there's this area on top of this, on top of this, like big balcony that you can walk across that they've created. That's all, it's all glass. So you can like see below you like just straight down oh, yeah, on wow. like, the streets and you're 400 stories up. And I like, I, I it, it was so, it was so scary and mm. like my stomach dropped out from <laughs> under me, dude, every time. And I kept walk, I kept like going over it just to like experience the feeling. Cause it was yeah. so crazy. But I realized like, as soon as I got to the, the area where there was no windows, I was like, this is the, I'm on the exact same. I'm in the exact same area on the exact same platform. I just can't see through it, but I feel totally safe now. Mm. And it was just like this crazy thing that my brain was wired to like, believe that because I could see through it. And I swear to God, man, I was like, I, I, I couldn't even do it. Like, I, and it I was so scary, man. I was, I like, I, you should go next time you're in town, dude, because it's like a really interesting experiment to do with yourself because you're just mm. like, oh my God, I, I know that this is safe. Well, I, yeah, I, I, you think you do. Right. But you walk across it. It's just like, "Oh my god." You're like, I can't I couldn't even talk. I was like, right. like <laughs> <laughs> it was, It was really really crazy, man.
0: So and it's such a trip how man. how powerful perception is. Yeah. We have, yeah. Uh you've used it before, but one of my favorite party tricks when we have friends over is have you ever done VR? Yeah. You know, like I ask like anybody, totally. like new friends, anybody coming over, it's like, "Dude, you ever done VR?" Yeah. Most of the time <laughs> nobody has right you know yeah and we have this it's a kind of like a rinky dink vr system it's amazing and, dude it's amazing but in comparison to like what there is out there sure you know this was this is 10 years old now almost no not 10 not 10 5 whatever there's one game where you're riding a roller coaster and there's zombies Like coming at you and you're like shooting the zombies. Bro, every time people come over, (laughs) scared shitless. Terrified, scared shitless. They're not moving. They're sitting in the middle of my living room and they're convinced. (laughs) Like grown men screeching. Right. I got a boxing game. This like uh oh yeah. Rocky Balboa. It's it's not is it Rocky or it's like Apollo? Yeah, it's Creed, it's Creed. Creed. And they're just like Oh, yeah. Fully in it, fully convinced. Oh, my God. And it's just vision.
1: Yeah. I was more exercised from playing that game for three minutes than I was going to the gym for an hour. Sincerely,
0: one round, and you're just like, oh, my God. Like, can you imagine actually being in a boxing match? Hell no. They've got nowadays in certain, I think you got to go to an arcade. I think they're super expensive to do, but they have haptic vests. You wear this vest that vibrates in the specific region where you're getting either shot or punched. Oh. And then they have this 360 treadmill that is human-powered. So you're powering it. You're walking on it. And you can walk in every direction. It's a circular treadmill. How do, we not, how do we know we're not in a simulation right now? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like if you think about where technology is currently – How long has the internet been around? 30 years? When did it first come out? Like the 90s?
1: Yeah, yeah, probably like early 80s or or late late 80s or something like that.
0: So like 30 years since technology has really seen like a proper expanse. Yeah. Specifically like computer technology. Think about where the iPhone's been in the last 10 years. It's insane now. Samsung phones, bro. You can like zoom all the way to Saturn and take a picture of your martian brother kyle it's dick <laughs> yeah his wiener to think about what rudy's gonna experience in 20 i mean you know he, we're kind of in the stage right now where he's like he really like he wants to watch
1: cars all the time <laughs> you have to turn your volume down because you didn't want to say it too loud because he's like too excited he really
0: wants to watch cars and he does he wants to watch up. cars constantly dude and And our rule is like you can't watch cars until like later, like five, you know mm-hmm. like that's the rule that i ha- and I watch way too much television I do you do without you do? question bro i watch I watch something yeah. every night, like that's yeah. my tradition is I'm gonna do all my stuff, I'm gonna have dinner, and then after dinner, unless I have like a legit project on, right i'm gonna watch relax. TV. I'm, watching, yeah. I'm gonna watch a show. People who that. people who change the world don't do that. <laughs> people well, who like actually accomplish shit don't do that. They're they're going till midnight and they're working the whole time. So I've resigned myself to like just basically floating along. Just to my just monot- being, just my monotony. Fine. Yeah, just being yeah. fine. You're good. Just, You're just good. like you know, living in this fifteen hundred square foot house for the rest of my life. And- well,
1: it would be it would be very unfortunate if you just stopped watching TV and giving yourself that reward just because you <laughs> like thought in your brain if you didn't you were going to be changing the world and then you just like sat around and substituted that with not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, I just
0: kind of wish I was inspired. I just wish I was inspired enough to just like work until midnight. Like, oh yeah, it's going to be if I work until midnight, it's going to be some legitimate reward. You know, anyways, Mm -hmm. he's like constantly wanting to watch cars, watch television. (laughs) Not constantly but like this morning of course, this morning he woke up at 7 a.m. It was like 6 a.m. First thing he says when he gets out and walks in the living room, is like, Dad, I watch cars. It's like, bro, what planet are you living on? We don't watch cars this early. You know, like, this is ridiculous. But, bro, his little brain. If we would have had cartoons when we were two that looked like Toy Story 4, I would, that's all I would want to do, too.
1: I wanted to watch the cartoons that were cartoons in the 80s. (laughs) So, like yeah for sure yeah Rugrats have you ever gone back and like tried to watch Rugrats no the, but I've tried to watch it uh, doesn't hold up oh dude none of it holds up I'm trying to think about if Rocco's Martin Arthur life, does, really, like, Arthur Ren, and does? St-
0: Ren and Stimpy do no way and dude. the Simpsons holds up for sure well the Simpsons is still new no they're they're still not back making- like then yeah, I know. like the if Simpsons, you go Simpsons, watch early Simpsons episodes, yeah. they hold the up. Simpson
1: still holds up because that, that's Conan O'Brien, dude. He's he, he was writing back then, dude, on that show. He's the, it's the Conan best. O'Brien
0: was writing on the Simpsons show.
1: Yeah, yeah, no
0: way. Yeah, legend, dude. That guy's had such, such a sick career.
1: Dude. He's the best. You got to listen to his podcast, man. It's hilarious. He is such a son of a. Bitch, <laughs> is he unhinged? Dude. Is he like because when he was on yeah, network television, totally, I, I felt kind of felt like he couldn't like oh, be
0: yeah. full oh, Conan. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he talks about it all the time. He's just like, this is such a better platform for me. And he doesn't even do. He's not even on television anymore. No, I know he's off. Yeah, he just does. I, I mean, I'm sure he does many things. But he's got the uh, fat stacks, and he's doing a podcast. Fat stacks, bro. That's about. That's what we're. That's what we're about to do, bro. Fat stacking it, dude. With this, how good's this podcast, dude? I'm trying to go to Conan's pool party and bring a couple otter pops. <laughs> I'm trying to go to. Cabo San Lucas and fucking drench my nards in the sea of Cortez dude that shit's gonna be oh. fine <laughs> oh dude Brent. Cortez Cortez dude that's an old dude, Grateful Dead come song on. we gotta go on a trip soon man let's do it yeah um I'm going to Alaska oh yeah can I come absolutely And end of September yeah yeah well I'm gonna be coming for the whole month of October so I gotta check my check my Check my budgets. <laughs> Let me check what, them for what you. Bu- what budget? Let me check them Let for you real for quick. You, you They're can't. slim. <laughs> 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 we're in trouble, dude. We got to uh, get more. We got to get more viewers, dude. We're gonna get. We're gonna figure it out. We're gonna do a nice uh, rebrand of this podcast. It'll be great. Okay.
0: We're just we're just gonna keep moving forward, man. We're gonna keep throwing paint at the wall, and hopefully, in you know, due
1: time, people are like, "Yo, that's art." Yeah. Yeah, dude, and we're gonna look back on these episodes and be like, "No, we're not. We're not gonna look back on any I'm of this look, stuff." Look back on no episodes, dude. I ain't never looking back, dude. I'm just moving forward, baby, Unless I said something. Unless
0: unless either one of us said something that becomes so offensive that we have to yeah. look back on it and be like, "Oh no!" <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which like, you know is how gonna new, be the you case. You know how
0: new things are just like becoming offensive every day.
1: Totally. Is Everything like, that we say is going to happen like that. Oh, like in ten years, we're just like oh, no. Yeah, well, th- think about all the, like the comedians or just people in general who are being canceled right now because of something that they said like fifteen years ago. Oh, that's like, so I mean, stupid. We're just we're just asking for it by putting ourselves on record, man, publicly.
0: We don't like, say anything
1: that faux pas. No, we should start one where we do, though, and just put it on like behind a <laughs> Patreon wall and have people pay for it. Just the worst things we <laughs> yeah, can think just, of. Yeah just, yeah, just to say all the offensive things. Well,
0: let me tell you, if people would actually pay us and join the Patreon, I'd go in full board. God,
1: would you guys pay the Patreon already or what?
0: God, we don't have one. We don't have
1: Patreon set up. I know we got. We're gonna
0: rebrand. Them. We're gonna start a Patreon. We're gonna do an extra episode every two weeks for sim- just the Patreon. Yeah, and we all- we tell our worst stories every the worst things that have ever happened to us that we would never tell yeah. the rest and of the world. And it's
1: uncensored too. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna think about like uh, the public listening to us. We're just gonna get real nasty, dude. No, drop, no, drop not nasty. Just real particular. <laughs> well, that's nasty, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right well no, everybody real. who's made it this far and is still listening thank you we love you uh feels good this I've been I was gone 3 weeks man I'm back in know, back in dude. the saddle I'm I sweating know, dude. dude I'm up in my attic
1: and I'm sweating Yeah, yeah. you are back I got to get You're out of here back in the 360 degree heat of Spokane Washington dude Yeah <sighs> Must be weird to be back but it must be good to be back you got your pups you got your babe you got your house
0: It feels yeah. good man it feels good I'm going to go uh Make some steaks.
1: Hell yeah, dude. I'm going to go on come, a run and make some steaks. You're going to go on a run? Yeah. Nice, dude. Good for you. i can get my runs that, in. Get that shit going, dude. Yep. Get that sweat on. All right. I love everybody. Love, love you, love Jules. everybody, too. Love you, too, man. We'll talk soon, dude. Boy. Boy oh boo-boo did you just make it to the end of the video yes you did do you want to see more videos just like this one huh do you well then head over to patreon.com live at the lodge where you can support the how goods of this podcast as well as the entire live at the lodge family
0: yep yeah you're gonna get exclusive merch personalized shout out videos me and Jules we're gonna show up at your house and baptize your nephew huh check it out patreon.com live at the lodge.